Welcome to C3 Church Tabra. You're about to hear a message from our senior pastor, Bill Oldfield. Get ready to be inspired to live your best life. to our podcast listeners. Give it up for them right now. Let's give them a hand. All the podcast listeners. One's up in Darwin, Italy, Brazil. That's what our stats say. These people listen to us from England, Africa, Germany, America. (laughs) Christianity is unique among religions. I said this last week and I need to repeat it, for it alone offers a personal relationship with the Creator, beginning right now. Those big noise children, some of them gave their life to the Lord. Wasn't that stupendous? So right now they have a relationship with God and unto eternity. Is that right? Praise God. Bible declares in John 17 verse 2, so you're just going to have to hang on, just going to move fairly quickly get your Bible, your notepads, however you do this. John 17 verse 2 says, this is eternal life that they may know God. Say no. Unfortunately, many of the church miss the great blessing of having this special relationship with God, being able to hear God's voice. But the Bible promises, and Jesus even promised, my sheep will hear my voice. And too many believers are starved of that intimate relationship that alone can satisfy the desires of their heart or the desire of their heart to be intimately acquainted with the living God. Who's, who can register with that? Who, who, who can buy into that? Look, I can do church. I can have my Bible happening. I, I can even fast and pray, but I need to hear the voice of God. Is, is that you? Is that you? Look, I've done the 10 steps. I've done the seven steps. I've got another seven here. And um, Andrew's done seven on faith. That was awesome. I've got seven ways to hear God right at the end of this message. But Jeremiah 17, 23, 24 in the ESV version. I'm not sure how it will say it in the NIV. But Jeremiah 7, 23 says, But this command I give them, Obey my voice and I will be your God and you shall be my people. And walk in all the way that I command you, that it may be well with you. There's a way to walk. There's a path. There's a narrow way, the Bible says. And it will go well with you if you stay on that path. But they did not obey or incline their ear, but walked in their own counsel and the stubbornness of their evil hearts and went backward, not forward. Who likes going backward? Who likes going forward? Did the blues go forward on Wednesday night enough? This is getting to be a joke, guys. I mean, come on. No wonder I don't follow this sport. I shouldn't have said that. You're joking. You mean to say we haven't won this for how many years? Seven years. Oh, I thought it was longer than that. Okay, we can do with seven. But please, let's let's do another year because... This is not even a competition. Seven years, it's not even a competition. Sorry, don't know where that came from. Have you ever said, if only I could hear the voice of God, 
I would do whatever he told me to do. I would do, put up your hand if you're a bit like that. If God spoke to you, would you do what he would tell you to do? No hands, two hands. Okay, six, eight, ten hands. Okay, the rest, I don't care if God tells me to. That's cool, got to be real. Because if you would, if, if you would, if I would have said, put up your hands if you would do whatever God would say, and if you really had a deep conviction, your hand would just go like that. If, you, if there was some doubt, I'm not sure. That's cool. What what would he say? I mean, boy, wouldn't it help in matters of where to, you know, what to do in life, what job to pursue, and schooling and school and um, my goodness and and even the bigger decisions of life uh, what house to buy Garth and Jamie and and uh, others and uh, what what to do man God wants to help us in that regard I've got good news for you God does want to speak to you Mark what does God want you to do One of the greatest benefits of being saved and salvation is the privilege to hear God. I say again, one of the great privileges of having salvation is having God being able to speak to you. It's an awesome thing. But you'll find, on the average, not, probably a, lot of, not a lot of Christians probably hear God too well. And that's not, that's not good. You've got to hear, you've got to hear God for yourself. You've got to hear what He says to you personally. You've got to have that. You've got to learn to, as, as, you've got to, you've got to, as an individual, you've got to learn to hear and know the voice of God. As an individual, I can be saying this, but ultimately you've got to be able to hear what God's saying to you. Is that right? That's where the kudos is. That's where the pay dirt is. That's where the, that's where the good stuff is. You just know that you know that you know. Do you know what I mean? You just know. Here's a statement. There isn't a single person who couldn't have their life radically transformed by hearing the voice of the Lord. Whatever your problem is, marital problem, just one word from the Lord could turn that thing around. Your um, health, sickness, whatever it is, one living word from the B-I-B-L-E could change that situation, heal you, deliver you. Your financial situation, one word, a word, but the counsel of God into that situation, your life could be absolutely changed forever. Is that right? It's the word of God that you need. The rhema word, the word, the now word. When someone comes to you and says, I've got a word for you. Who loves that when someone comes, comes to you and says, I've got a word for you. Wow. Please. Let me receive that. Let me have that. Lord constantly um, in his teaching was telling us that I guess that we could hear the voice of God. Let's just Check this scripture out, John 10, verse 3. 
And he says things like, he makes some radical statements that he himself is the shepherd, we are the sheep, and that we are to enter into the sheepfold. When I look at that word sheepfold, it actually means not just hanging around a a pasture in general, but it actually means come into this sometimes walled, enclosed place, this enclosement of a, where I think animals, wild animals can't get in. Would that be right? It's like made out of rocks, it's yay high and the sheep are in there. And I liken this to the church. Like we're all in the kingdom, but not everyone is in the church. And I think the sheepfold is the the church. People say, I'm in the kingdom, I'm saved, I'm out there. But you know what? I could possibly think that those people are out in the back paddocks of life as sheep, where wild animals could attack them and devil moves around like a roaring lion. And uh, it's not a good place to be. I think ultimately God wants us to be in these places called church. The watchman opens the gate for him and the sheep listen to his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. By name, this is a personal thing. When he has brought out all his own, he goes on ahead of them and his sheep follow them, him, because they know his voice. And they will never follow a stranger. In fact, they will run away from him because they do not recognize a stranger's voice. Now, if you look at verse 3, it says, can, it doesn't say can or might or should, but it says they will, they will. And that's ultimately, I think, how we got saved. We did hear the voice of God. We ultimately heard the voice of God. Every single Christian can hear the voice of God. We just got to be open to the fact and have faith to the fact and we've got to be, have enough uh, understanding and discernment to hear the voice of God. Okay, so the radio, the TV, those signals, they're transmitting 24-7, aren't they? Seven days a week. But it's only when you switch on the TV or switch on the radio that you pull in those signals. Someone said to me, just got to make sure my friend's not here, John. John, um, what's his name? The Rima guy. <laughs> he could be listening. He could listen to this. Sorry, John. But someone said to me, "Our oh, radio, hardly anyone listens to radio anymore. I said, no, that's not right. I think people do. No, no one listens to radio anymore. Not like they used to. But the radio waves, Rima FM in particular, are transmitting 24-7 all the time. And it's and it's up to us whether we turn on and tune in. Say turn on and tune in. Who's listened to Rima FM of late? See? The rest? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Five, six people. I'll put that on record. Six people. I'm not sure why that is the case, but it is. It's the same deal with us. God is transmitting His voice to us. These signals, His personal loving voice, are there 24-7 coming to us all the time. It's whether we stop for a moment, turn on, tune in. It's amazing. First thing, first thing we need to do is fix our receivers. Believe that God is already speaking and start listening. But it takes effort takes time and we need to focus. You ask the average Christian, if you ask them, how are you? They, they'll say, 
Anyone. This is anyone. I'm busy. Are you busy with your six-month-old? Yeah, that's right. It's their baby. All right. Is Jilly busy? She's good. But somehow in the busyness, folks, we've got to pull off the busy highway. And, and I know God had an amazing encounter with God. He actually got burnt in ministry. He was washed up, damaged. He was offended. And um, he went back to work, actually, at Katoomba. And uh, he had a major ministry. And God just caught up to him as he's driving his ute. He was a builder. And God caught up to him. And he pulled over on the side of the road. And that's where he stayed for about two, three hours, crying his eyes out as God was healing his heart and giving him a fresh new vision for his ministry. You remember that? Got to pull over and let God speak to us. Psalm 46 verse 10, um, be still and know that I am God. 1 Kings 19 verse 12 says, and after the earthquake, a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, a still small voice, a still small voice speaking. It's in the stillness that God speaks to you, not in the busyness. Very hard to hear God in the busyness of the day. So when you have your lunch break or whatever break you have during the day, try and find somewhere away from your mates that are talking rubbish most of the time, but you don't want to alienate yourself all the time. But you certainly at times know when God's impressing upon you to speak to you and you need to pull over and think of inventive ways to pull over and come aside and let him speak to you. Get in your car. Get your Bible out. Let him speak to you. Just zone out in God. Just peace out in God. Who does that? Who, who pretends they're, they're driving their car, they're stopped at the lights, and they're pretending they're speaking on the phone, but they're not. They're speaking in tongues and they're praying. You can get away with that now. You couldn't get away with that before. You're a mad person if you were speaking to yourself. in the. Look at that. What's he talking about? Oh, he's a lunatic. Now he's on the phone. He's doing a business deal. No excuses, guys. Two. This is, this is the second great point you need to understand. We mistake the voice of the Lord, our God, and his thoughts that, that we think they're our thoughts. I mean, you have these thoughts rambling through your mind, but you think they're my thoughts. No, they could be God's thoughts and most often are. John uh, 4.24 says, God is spirit and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and truth. God communicates with us by his spirit, spirit to spirit, not brain to brain, not even mouth to ear. It's your spirit communing with him. It's a, a little bit about coming out of the natural, getting into the spirit Finding your groove, finding your access, finding your posture, practice His presence, get in the rhythm of grace and hear Him. And you can actually walk through life doing that. If you watch Pastor Phil Pringle, as Tim knows, he's always in the spirit 
whether he's doing this, that, or whatever, sailing a boat, or preaching, or crunching a business deal, he's always inclined in the spirit. It can be done. You don't have to be carnal. You don't have to, you don't have to be a Sunday Christian. You can live in the presence of God and hold a job down and be a, a brain surgeon even and whatever. You, you don't have to come out and be Mr. Secular. This is me, the career orientated, very astute academically, whatever. You, you don't, you, you, you just, I'm sure Einstein, he was in the presence of God a lot of the time from what you know, his quotes tell me. I'm sure he was in the presence of God. I'm sure he understood this. Okay, so what are you saying, Pastor Phil? What are you saying? I'm saying that sometimes God doesn't speak to us by words, actually speak to us by words, but by impressions and thoughts. By impressions and thoughts. I think the Lord wants me to do this or that. He doesn't usually say, you do this, you do that. Oh, I must obey. You just get this impression. I think I need to do this or to do that. That is God's voice. Hardly Hardly ever do we actually get an audible voice unless it's for worldwide revival or in the Bible, the Old Testament. And this is where our theology differs from some other persuasions of the faith that God only would speak to you if he was going to do something monumental like through Moses. He was going to save a whole nation or through Peter, the apostle Peter that God spoken to or John. The island of Patmos, spoken to. I mean, and they say after the canon of Scripture was finished, that's God done speaking to you, mankind. But I don't believe that's true. I believe God speaks to us personally, now, continually, ongoing. He does. But these people would say, no, only God speaks to you if those plans are of a redemptive value and they're certainly not about yourself. No, no, no. God would not speak to you individually about you. That's being greedy. That's being self-centered. Now, God speaks to you, might speak to you, but it would be about a whole city, a whole nation. No, we don't believe in that. We believe God speaks. His sheep know his voice and we follow. I love this stuff. Every one of us has done something stupid and afterwards said, I knew that was wrong thing to do. We didn't feel right about our decision, but we followed logic or pressure only to find that our impression was actually the Lord speaking to us. We've all made decisions with logic instead of our heart and regretted it. Don't ignore your heart speaking to you. Psalm 37 verse 4 says, Delight thyself in the Lord and he will give thee the desires of their heart. We've interpreted this a lot and I'm, I'm open to this interpretation. We've interpreted this that if you seek God with all your heart, he will give you the desires, that which you really want in life, 
will come your way. But can I suggest there might be another interpretation? That it might be like this, that if you seek the Lord with all your heart, that He will give you His desires, His will for your life. I'm seeking God. Oh, man, I wanted a big fat pizza, <laughs> a big car, uh, whatever, you know. But as I'm seeking, Lord, you know what? I can do without that big pizza and that big car. And uh, you know what? I'm really thinking I can give to vision builders. Ah, yeah, what's that? You know. <laughs> this stuff, man, if you really see God, it can really turn your life upside down. Just one word from God, just one impression, one can revolutionize your whole life. That's why people that seek God, hunger for God, thirst for God, they end up on a road, a journey of transformation. They're transforming. You can't deny the voice of God when He speaks to you in such ways. You just know it to be true. I thought that was... I, I think that's, that's absolutely quite true. Another statement. We can be convinced that our gracious Heavenly Father speaks to every one of His children constantly, giving us all the information and guidance. We need to be total overcomers. There isn't a problem with His transmitter. It's our receiver that needs help. Most people are imploring God to speak. That is, that when it's our hearing that needs to be adjusted. Talk, t- taking this faith stance that God is speaking and then learning to listen and obey will transform your relationship with the Lord. I think that is absolutely true. Let's quickly just go through some script, uh, scriptures here. Hebrews 10.19 says in the book of Hebrews, what does it say that we have access? It says, having boldness to enter the holiest the holiest of holies by the blood of Jesus by a new and living way. This is a new and living way, guys. Does that say that up there? A new and living way. A new. This is new and living way. I mean, this is powerful. If you if you could only tell your friend just this much, friend, there is a new and living way that you can actually access God and His voice to you. But you got to be saved. You got to know Jesus. Just that alone, man. I mean, they're, they're, they're ringing up the horoscope people and the fortune tellers and the, you know, the psyche people because they're trying to access some supernatural information, supernatural wisdom, supernatural voice, personal voice to them. Imagine being able to say, yeah, but there is a new and living way, but it is through Christ Jesus. It is through God. You can have that. That's, all, that's, that's yours in Jesus' name. Okay, I'm going to crunch it because my time is gone. Um, who wants to hear the seven ways God can speak to you? Firstly, I need to preempt this, that there are three different voices that you can hear. Um, the voice of God is one. Your voice is the other. And the third voice, whose voice is that? The wife. The wife. <laughs> Your wife's voice. <laughs> okay. Does that st- stack up theologically? The first voice you can hear is the voice of God. The second voice you can hear is my voice. The third voice you can hear is my wife's voice. Yeah, that does stack up to a lot of the men in the house. But it's not actually true, Cameron. 
It's the devil's voice. It's the devil's voice. John 10, 4, verse 5. And the sheep follow him and they know his voice. And if they will, by no means follow a stranger, but will flee from him. For they do not know the voice of strangers. I've got to drop this scripture in. It's the book of Hebrews again. And it talks about training our ear to recognize the voice of God. Could you just say that to me? Recognize the voice of God. Hebrews 5 verse 14. And solid food belongs to those who are of full age. That is, those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. Do you love this? Have they got that up there? Hebrews 5.14. Have their senses exercised. Another version says, have skill. Skill to hear the voice of God. I looked at another version and it said, train. Cameron as an aircraft uh, pilot, he had to go to the simulator down in Melbourne and he had to make sure that he's skilled, trained and to fly planes. And praise God, he's still skilled, trained and to fly planes. So this scripture is actually lending itself to the whole deal of our senses, our God senses, hearing God. Are we still skilled? Are we still trained to hear God's voice? I mean, I passed a first aid certificate once, I'm sure, but please, don't anyone fall out on me now. I mean, what is it, 15? Help me check there. I mean, you know, I'd like to think I'm trained, but sometimes we need to get a crash course and make sure that we are hearing God and knowing God. Isaiah 30 verse 21 says, Your ears shall hear a word behind you saying, This is the way, walk in it. Whatever you, whenever you turn to the right hand or wherever you turn to the left, listen to the voice. Listen to that voice. I tell you what, you, 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 your, your flesh cries blue murder, especially when it wants something. Just be careful of your own voice. It can cry, it can cry blue murder. I want that. I want it now. But you got to listen to the voice of God because the voice of God could be saying, not now. It's not your turn. It's not your time. It's not now. But your flesh is crying out. Like they're crying out for the, for the blues on Wednesday. Come on! But you can cry out, out as much as you want, guys. Those guys were going down. Seven ways you can hear God. This is powerful. This is my last statement I'll make. The Bible gives us seven basic keys or filters through which every possible leading should be judged. We're to be so careful to examine the thoughts and intentions of our hearts, the words of godly people who may have influence on us by their words and actions even through the use of these seven keys. Let's go through in Scripture. Let's go through the first one. This is how you can hear the voice of God. Okay, let's do it. All scripture is inspired by God and it is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. Can we say the first one is scripture? The second one is the Holy Spirit speaking to your heart. For this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, says the Lord. This is talking about the new covenant that Christ perfected through the um, communion message as Cameron explained this morning. This was not the case in the Old Testament. The New Testament, when Christ came, 
he had that whole deal had a transformational amazing um, I guess transformation on our heart that that not only would we follow God through the good intentions of our mind and our, and our soul but now God could reach deep into our heart and he could place the seed he could place the word in our heart and we would follow him by that way there's actually a scripture that's prophesied in Isaiah uh, Psalm uh, Isaiah 54 verse 13 that our children will be taught by the Lord no longer will they need to be taught as in normal sense but they will be taught by the Lord meaning you as children of God that God will be able to teach you and train you that you wouldn't have to even have a priest, that you wouldn't even have to have a Bible scholar, but God would teach you. And I'm sure God has taught you more in your life than he has any other way. And again, it says, for this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, says the Lord. I will put my laws into their minds and I will write them on their hearts and I will be their God and they shall be my people and they shall not... (laughs) And they shall not teach everyone his fellow citizen and everyone his brother, saying, Know the Lord, for all will know me, to the least, to the greatest of them. The other way is through the prophetic word of knowledge, word of wisdom, personal prophecy. Do not quench the spirit. Do not despise prophetic utterance, as it says in 1 Thessalonians 5.19 to 21. But examine everything carefully. Hold fast to what is good. You could interpret what God is saying to you through a prophetic word. Also, you could interpret what God is saying to you through a godly counsel. Proverbs 11, 14. Where no counsel is, the people fall. But in the multitude of counselors, there is safety. Please, if you're going through a major decision, please let your immediate family know and let your immediate oversight know and your trusted people that you dearly trust and love please let them know about what such things you're trying to navigate and do and make a decision on would you do that because you might get some wisdom out of that confirmation matthew 18 verse 16 by the mouth of two or three witnesses every fact may be confirmed next the peace of god Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, so which indeed you were called in one body and be thankful. Sometimes you just got to, you can't, someone can't say yes or no. Some people come to the pastor and say, what should I do? We can't, we can't, we can't cast the determination on that. You got to ask God yourself and you got to find out what the voice of God is saying and get the peace of God on that subject. And they're trying to get us to cast a, a deciding judgment on it. We can't. Should I do this? Should I do that? Should I go here? Should I go there? Man, you know what? I, I, I just can't tell you, man. I just can't give you that sort of advice. Lastly, circumstances. Timing. Acts 18 verse 1, 3. Don't underestimate how circumstances speak to you. And after these things, he, Paul, left Athens and went to And it goes on. And it talks about the result of circumstances being one of the most important strategic partnerships in the book of Acts, all about circumstances and the timing therein. Bottom line, my friends, is uh, I guess if you're dealing with any big decisions, let's all stand, God bless you. If you're dealing with any big decisions, humbly submit to God. Ask God to speak to you. Ask God to speak to you. Sort those other seven ways how to consolidate what God is trying to say to you 
sought some godly counsel, go back to your prophetic words, go back to the word of God, ask the Holy Spirit. Usually, can I say this? Usually in major decisions in your life, God will confirm it through three of those seven ways. Three of those seven ways. And we tonight I'm going to talk about how to hear the voice of God. And I'm going to use three major qualifications almost how to hear the voice of God. One of them is humble yourself before the Lord. Humble yourself before the Lord. The next one is be yield, yielded. Meaning that you're willing to change your will. You're willing to change. Yielded in your in your will is willing to change. And the other one is to have faith, I think it is. I want to explain that tonight, just simply to the young people, how to hear the voice of God, how to be led down this great path of God wanting you to be successful and blessed and loved. And He wants to love you and bless you, but you've got to hear the voice of God. This world is fraught with many other ways. This world is fraught with many other voices. This world is fraught with many other expert views and, and logistics and logic thinking. And But can I say to you this, in, your heart of, in the heart of your hearts, what is God saying for you to do? In, the, in your deepest recesses of your life, what do you really feel to do? What decision do you feel to do? Maybe that is the right decision. So let's close our eyes. Father in heaven, we want to hear your voice forevermore. We want to hear you, Lord God. Lord God, you could not do anything without... This is Jesus I'm talking about. Jesus could not do anything without hearing from God and seeing what God the Father was doing. John 5.30 says, By myself I can do nothing. I can do nothing. Jesus said, I can do nothing. Until I hear the Father or see the Father doing. We want you to heal this person. We want you to do that. We want you to do that. Come, come here. Come there. Do this. Do. I can do nothing unless my Father tells me. And you know how remarkable Jesus' life was. Um by following that game plan. I wonder if we followed the same game plan. Friend, I want to do this. I'd like to do that. Man, I'd, boy, I'd be there in a heartbeat. But you know what? Until God says, I, I'm just going to have to wait. So Father, right now, I pray that we would be objective about hearing your voice through these seven ways of hearing your voice. Oh Lord, speak to me. You're transmitting right now to our people. You're transmitting to our church and every single one of us. You're 24-7, Lord God. Your love, your, your, your thoughts towards us are innumerable. You are, you are just absolutely pouring out your love so consistently, so wonderfully, so beautifully, so powerfully. Lord, we want to hear you. I need to hear you. I need to hear your great love for my life. I need to hear your tender mercies to my life. Lord God, I, I, I pray that I would become discerning and skilled and I would become trained. Lord, I would allow myself to be trained to hear your voice again. Lord, I pray right now that as of today, I would hear your voice again. Lead me, guide me, nurture me, train me up in righteousness. Teach me your ways. Show me your ways, Lord God. Let me hear your voice for my church, for, my, for the souls that you want to save around my life that I go to work with. Lord, let me hear your voice for my friends that are sick. 
that I may, Lord, turn those words back unto them and share your great love and your redemptive plans to them, I pray. Lord Jesus, right now I pray that I would hear your voice, hear your words, and speak them. I would preach them. I would share them. I would share your great love with others as I hear those words from heaven. We hope you enjoyed listening to this message. For more information on what you've just heard or how to visit us, go to c3talgra.org.au. We hope to see you at church soon.